And um, so here we go. We're dealing in faith. We should always be dealing in faith truthfully. <laughs> uh, we, we live by the faith of the Son of God, so we should always be dealing in faith. That should truthfully never change. And we're looking at the faith of the Son of God. Okay? That's what we're looking at. The faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. And, and I don't know how many times we'll read Hebrews 11 in this study, but we may be in this study for quite some time. We will see. But I don't think it would hurt us if we read it every day to be truthful. In, in Hebrews 11, the King James Version says, Now faith is... I'm just going to stop there for a minute. Faith is. And I, and I want, want that little bitty word is to come out at you. Faith is present. Okay. It is. So, so we're dealing with something that is. And, and in the sixth verse of Hebrews 11, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. So, not, so, so we believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the God that we're dealing with is, and faith is. It, it's not was, or it was, and it's, it's not only was, it's not only present, but the emphasis with ever who comes into contact with God is dealing with now. Now. And, and people have to come to that. You're dealing with now. Because so often what people are, how they associate God is, is future, is far away, is someday. That's their association with God. But God is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when you begin to talk to God, you're talking to one that is, and you're talking to one who is a rewarder. So spending time with God, just in the basic Simplicity of this statement, spending time with God is profitable. It is profitable to your soul, to your being. To spend time with God is profitable. And he's a rewarder. And he gives us 
good things. And we're, go- we're going to talk about that in a, in a little more depth and a little more clarity by the Spirit of the Lord tonight. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report through faith. We understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen, are seen were not made of things that do appear. And faith, I, I like this one definition. I mean, there's if you go, go out on Bible Hub, you can look up this word, and it'll give you definitions like this long and you can read through them and there's some some really good stuff on it but i like this simple thing faith is persuasion given of god okay let that sink in for a minute i wrote a note with this that Persuasion given of God is reality of the person of Christ. The reality of the person of Christ. So so what do you mean the reality of the person of Christ? Okay, that's a question mark. I'm going to continue on with my note. Or comprehension of the person of Christ who is in you. So faith is the persuasion given of God. And again, I wrote the reality of the person of Christ or comprehension of the person of Christ who is in you. So what I mean by that is, for example, you read in the New Testament, the New Jerusalem. That we've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. The reality of the heavenly Jerusalem is found in the person of Christ. Okay. The reality of the heavenly Jerusalem is already in the person of Christ. All right. So the reality of that is in the person of Christ, the heavenly Jerusalem. That's where it's at, is in the person of Christ. The problem is my comprehension of the reality that's in Christ. That's the problem. I don't comprehend what is in Christ. I don't comprehend the heavenly Jerusalem. I don't comprehend the new Jerusalem. How I, how I come to comprehension of that is through the faith of the Son of God, the substance of it, the substance of the new Jerusalem. That's how I come to comprehension, if I'm talking about new Jerusalem, is through the substance of the person of Jesus Christ being made real. When I say comprehend, it's not just like a mental intellect that I get it, but it's being made real in my heart. 
It's being made real in my heart. So, so I come to comprehension of New Jerusalem through the person of Christ. Okay? And I live there by faith. Now, now, if that's not made real to me through the person of Christ, I can talk about New Jerusalem all day. But till it's made real in me by the person of Christ, outside of reading it in the Bible, I don't really understand it. And I think to a degree, that's why so many Christians put that off as some other day we're going to come to the new Jerusalem. We're going to come to the heavenly Jerusalem because they don't understand all these things are in Christ. And he's the assurance of all these things. And we enter all these things through him, through him. Now I'm wanting to jump because it, because of this thought, but I want to also define assurance uh, and substance, especially this word assurance and substance, I'll do this and then jump. It's 5287 in the Greek, and this is just a powerful definition. The, 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 the simple definition is under and to stand. It comes from two, two different words. It means to be under and to stand, okay? To be under something and to stand in something. Now, let's really pull it together. It means to possess standing under a guaranteed agreement, like a title or deed, a promise or property. So, so we are under a guaranteed agreement. So when I read faith is the assurance, that's the guaranteed agreement of Christ. That's, that's the guaranteed agreement of Christ. And then when I come to the, the, the evidence, the word evidence, it means the inner conviction of God confirming his word or, or, or faith. It's the internal persuasion from him. That's the evidence. Is, is like when you enter into the peace of God by the Spirit of God, you are internally persuaded. That's real to you. No matter what anyone else says, that is real to you. It's, it's for, to a more, uh, I don't want to say simple, because both of these are in the simplicity of Christ, but to a more common knowing of the Lord. If you've been born again and Christ has come into you, that inner conviction, that inner persuasion is in you because he's in you. He has persuaded you and you have comprehended or understood new birth to a degree. 
because he's in you. Okay. Now, knowing this Christ that is in me, this is this is the whole issue that you and I should be wrapped up in in Christianity is knowing him that is in me. In fact, Jesus said, this is life eternal, that you might know him, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. So, so my walk with God should be in a place that I'm coming to know him. Because I'm standing, I'm possessing through faith what is guaranteed as a believer in Christ. And it is guaranteed by the substance of the Lord himself. It's guaranteed by him. That's, that's, how, that's how good of an agreement this is, is that God makes it known through his divine person, who is Jesus Christ the Lord. Now that's good. All right. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And what we, sh we, we shared last time about hope for, and I'm going to move on, is if you were a Jewish man or woman and you were living in the days the book of Hebrew was written, you weren't hoping for a new Mercedes. And you were not associating faith with getting a new Mercedes. You were hoping for the Messiah to come. You were hoping for the promises that God had given to the saints, to the, to the patriarchs, to come forth in the earth. That's what you were hoping for. And they did. So here's the mystery of this. They did come forth, but they didn't come forth like people thought. They come forth in the person of Jesus Christ. This is, this is why people can't find them, because they're looking for them as events instead of looking in the person. And that's, that's truly the issue. Anything you, you, you're looking for, and, and, and again, I'm on this thought of the new Jerusalem. Well, how do I know Jerusalem? What is Jerusalem? What's the city of the king? <laughs> That's what Jerusalem is. What, what, what does a king do? Well, he rules and reigns. And you could say this, this word up here, assurance or substance, is standing under the rule and reign of the king. It's what you could say. So you're under the rule and reign of the king. He's your king. We say, we call him Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, King Jesus Christ. Okay? So we're under his rule. His rules applied to our hearts. 
So whatever his rule says is applied to me and you. For example, Isaiah 9 says, verse 6, Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So a child is born and a son is given. And the government's upon his shoulder. His shoulder. So he's bearing this government of whatever country he's the king of, whatever city he's the king of. He bears that. And it goes on to say the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. So he's going to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth forever. So whatever he decrees, whatever he judges in this city is forever. You and I are under his judgment. We're under. He is our Lord and master. So whatever he decrees toward us is so because he's the king. He's the king. So you... Read in Hebrews 12, you'll come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. See, see, I've set my king upon his holy hill. You've come to the place that Christ rules. And whatever he decreased is true. That's true. Flip to Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. It says, Behold, 23 5, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. This is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord, Jehovah, righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, The Lord liveth, 
which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and from all countries whither I have driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. He led the seed. It's a big word. The seed out of the house of it, the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country. So the Lord led. And the Lord is our righteousness. And the Lord saved Judah. And Israel shall dwell in safety. Well, you could say, well, well, Brother Wayne, you know that ain't fulfilled. Israel's not dwelling in safety. Judah's not been saved. If I look at that by the natural, if I look at that by sight, I could say that. But if I hear it by the Spirit, what tribe did Jesus come from? The tribe of Judah. Okay. He came out of the tribe of Judah. So he brought forth the seed in himself. He is the seed. In fact, that's what Paul writes to the Galatians, to thy seed, that Abraham's seed is Christ, that there is one seed and he's Christ. Well, I comprehend this by faith. I come to a comprehension of this by faith. Christ is the seed. You hear me? Now, if you're born of Christ, if you're born of Christ, you are Abraham's seed, then this here is fulfilled because you now dwell in him. You are Abraham's seed. You're heirs according to the promises, and Christ Jesus is the Lord, your righteousness. Do you think this is written to a natural people, and then the church is something else. Because that's what a lot of people believe, that God wrote this letter to the Jews, to the natural Jews. And then he come over through Jesus Christ and established the church, and somehow that whole thing is mixed up, and somehow it'll all mesh together, and somehow it'll all work out. Well, that's not so. It all works out in the person of Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus is the seed of God. Unless a seed falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. If it dies, it brings forth fruit of itself. That that's of itself is the Judah that's saved. That that's of itself is the Israel that dwells in safety. That that's of the seed. That that's of the seed declares the Lord is our righteousness. How, how am I of the seed? I am born of the seed. The seed is the substance that's in my heart. That's how I'm of the seed. 
So he brought me out of the North Country. He brought me out of the South Country. He brought me out of wherever I was in the natural land, and he set me in the new Jerusalem of God, where Christ Jesus the Lord is the king, and he makes the decree to his people. Nothing else makes a decree to his people but him. You know, you know, we, we read over some things Paul says, almost like they're not that big. You know, we, we have kind of the big things he says in the Bible, and then we read over other things that's not that big. But one of those little things, to his own Lord he standeth or falleth. To his own Lord. There is but one Lord. <laughs> so we stand or fall. We're in this as the seed of God through Christ, or we're not through Christ. So who determines the seed of God is Christ. And I comprehend the seed of God by faith. Now, now I've been on this for some time, and I've got just a couple more things I've got to share with you. So flip to Galatians 3, and I'll try to, to make this clearer in Galatians 3. Says, verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be a man's covenant, but if it be confirmed, no man disannuls or addeth thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. His seed. He saith not as to seeds as of many, but as of one and to thy seed or offspring, according to the translation, who is Christ. So to the seed were the promises made, who is Christ. So when I come back and I read what we just read, The Lord liveth which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country. The seed that was led out, the seed that came out of captivity, the seed that was brought forth is none other than the seed who is Christ. So, so it all comes to the person of Jesus Christ. And then... If I follow that down to verse 25, but after that faith has come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. 
For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. What have you put on? Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. And remember, there's only one seed. And heirs, you are the heirs, according to the promise. So, so the fulfillment of God bringing back Israel is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And I comprehend that by faith. It's not going to be fulfilled. Then, then Hebrews 12 makes sense. You've come to Mount Zion, which was the natural Mount Zion was in Israel. Well, you've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and you're under the reign of the king. You're under the decree of the king. And the king says, I make all things new. And the king says, all things are of God. So no matter what your perception is, he makes all things new. And all things are of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We possess that by faith. Amen. We possess that. That is to be possessed. Remember what I started with tonight in, in faith back in the beginning. In faith. In the beginning of this meeting. Remember this. That faith is the substance of things hoped for, and that definition of substance means to possess standing under a guaranteed agreement. So what's guaranteed? Possessing what's guaranteed under the agreement that God himself made in Christ. So, so when you and I come believing God, it's coming to possess what's in the agreement. Same thing found again, I believe, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And this was the, the other scripture I said I have to read one more scripture. And I won't read all of this, but from 15 to 24, for time's sake, I won't do that. But, but you should go back and read 15 to 24. It says in Verse, oh, let's see. When I therefore was thus minded, verse 17, did I use lightness or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Savannah and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Yes, certainly. Even so. <laughs> Absolutely. In him is yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, 
unto the glory of God by us. Now he which established us with you in Christ and have anointed us is God, who has sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Why, why did he seal us and give the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts? That we know these things, that we know the promises of God. And we know them through the substance of the person, just like I, I use the illustration of Jerusalem, of the seed of the of the true Israel. We know them through Christ being revealed. We know and possess them through faith. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And we're established of them in Christ by God. We're not All things are of God. Behold, I make all things new, and all things are of God. So, so when I've received Christ Jesus the Lord, I've come to a new and living way. All things are made new. All things of, are of God. Now, I haven't possessed all those things, but they're all freely there to be possessed. To be known. It's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He's a rewarder of those that seek him. That's his desire to share himself with you. I mean, you hear it in the very heart of Jesus, that they may be one as we are one, I and them, thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one. You're talking about love. I'm giving you myself. I not only died for your sins and your wicked ways, I'm giving you myself as the substance to overcome sin. Huh. That's love. You're not, you're not in this on your own. You're not trying to please God on your own. Christ who is your life. Christ who is your life. When Christ who is your life shall appear, Christ is your life. You're going to appear with him in glory. Now, what does it stop us as believers to sit down before the Lord and say, dear God, you said, <laughs> you said this. Please make this real in me. In fact, you told me that if I come to you in faith, believing, you would give me all things of God. So make this real. Be honest with him. Lord, I don't know how all this works. I don't understand all this. That's all right. But I want to. And I'm coming to you who knows all things, 
who is all things, who's, who's the beginning and the end, whatever those terms mean. I'm coming to you, and I'm sitting here to possess them by your spirit. Because I'm not in this by myself. You're my life. I'm not even, I, I don't even have the capability of myself to do it, but you're my life. And I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And, and I really want to know what all the promises of God in him are. I use this on Sunday and I'm going to quit with one of the members in our fellowship, my brother Andrew. I said, Brother Andrew, if the Lord gave you all the land here in Rixieville, Amosville, Culpeper, and everything on it, something like that, you would go out and search it out and see what all you've got. Wouldn't you? Okay. God has given us all the promises in Christ. And he said they're certain. They're to be obtained. So, so this contract that we're under, this decree that's under the king, the peace in the land, the joy in the land, the truth in the land, the security in the land is to be obtained. By you and I. So let us come boldly, as the writer Hebrews says, to the throne of grace. And let us ask God that these things and everything that applies to you and I may be made known and may be manifest. May God richly bless you in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our king, and may we possess the things of God through faith, and may we come to know the persuasion of God. May we be persuaded of God by the hearing of his word. May he persuade us that is true. May he persuade our hearts, and may our hearts be built up in the assurance, in the conviction, in the comprehension of him. Because we're hearing the word. See, I'm trying to close. Think how we get persuaded by hearing things. Think about it. You hear things, and it persuades your mind. What if we heard the gospel 
continuously. Do you think God is able to persuade our hearts because the substance of that persuasion is Christ who is revealed in you? I don't care which subject you're talking about. The substance of it is Christ revealed in you. Truly, one more scripture. Ephesians 1. One more scripture I'll read. Maybe not the only one I'll quote, but Ephesians 1 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom we have obtained an inheritance. So our inheritance is in Christ. It's probably in these all things that's in Christ. I know it is. So all things are gathered up in him. In him should all fullness dwell. Let us possess that. Let us come not wavering like the woman with the issue of blood, that if I touch him, and, and honey, you're already touching him, you're in him, and he's in you. So you've already touched him. He's already touched you. Now, all this fullness, all this that's been gathered up, God, just release it in us. Make us understand that we can know it, that we can dwell in it, because it's your good pleasure. It's where you want us to dwell. It's where you want us to be. It's where you brought us. And you want our minds as in these things to abound here, Father, and not abound in the earth. This is where you brought us. Glory to the King of Kings. My God, let us abound here in Jesus' name. I'll stop there. <laughs>